0: Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On today's show, we have uh, Magnanimous Brewing, which is Michael Lucacina and Charlie Mears. Did I get those right? Yeah, man. Awesome. Close enough. Uh, well, my wife's Basiglio, so I'm the, the Italian names. I'm, I'm getting better at. But uh, you guys uh, are not new to the scene of of the world of beer, but this is this is a new venture for the both of you, right? Yes, sir. Yep. All right, and now I know I've seen the location and what is it, on the corner of Florida and. Okay yeah right as you come from underneath the overpass it's right there on the left hand side it's a great spot i'm trying to remember what was there before
1: you guys um so we believe it was the salvation army's worship center okay so there was like a fenced in basketball court out back uh there was a whole chapel with this gigantic vaulted ceiling uh there was some classrooms some offices and a kitchen in there so there's a lot of different things that, that they could have been doing in there and also like you know uh, having church you know
0: did you it's, keep it's, keep the chapel and the basketball yeah.
1: um so the landlords <laughs> turned the basketball court into a parking lot okay uh, the landlords are the owners of 717 parking Oh um, yeah. and then uh <laughs> then we, we kind of tore apart the classrooms and um all that kind of stuff but we kept the kitchen area so Right. in the future we could use that as a little a, bit
0: of a serving or like a yeah food prep type of situation we were
1: ready to take that part of the project on right now and uh, the Chapel kind of got ripped down and we had to put a large walk-in cooler there uh, for our beer and our, you know, maintaining cold storage.
0: Right. So the voice you're hearing talk to me right now is uh, Michael or Mike or Michael. How do you, how do you uh, like so it? Mike's fun. All right. Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of want to know about you guys before we get into brewing and everything like that. If that was a, I had a. Clay Parkinson from New World Brewery on earlier this week. And as I was telling you before, I'm actually an attorney during the day. And I had this gnarly domestic violence deposition that ran super long. And I had to like run straight from that into here and interview him. And I forgot to even ask him any questions about him. I just talked about New World Brewery the whole time. So I'm not going to make that same mistake with you guys. So Luke, is that Italian?
1: Uh, Actually, it's Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakian. Okay. Uh, And my family... Usually pronounces it Lucasina, but recently we had a plastic surgeon, uh, do some work in the family and she's from Czech and she said it's actually Lucacina.
0: Oh, so I, I'm, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I fucked think up I, and said something right yeah, the first right, time. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So are you a Florida guy originally or? Yeah.
1: yeah born and raised in Florida my whole life. Uh, I lived in Boca Raton in South Florida till about, uh, 2002 or three. And then I moved up into the Riverview area. I was working construction. The company I was working for needed like, uh, like a West, Florida manager sure and then um slowly started working my way out of riverview towards closer to downtown and ebor started making some friends started getting into craft beer uh made friends with the guys at cigar city and eventually started working at cigar city
0: so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna back up your parents yeah. what did they do
1: oh uh, my mother and my father are both retired now okay uh, but they were my father was a uh, Palm Beach county sheriff's officer and my oh mother, really yep and my mother was a letter carrier
0: were you the uh, proverbial child of a police officer? Like, was he having to like come pick you up? In the response?
1: Um, no, <laughs> me and my brother were It's
0: like the son of a preacher. Uh, yeah, yeah, I
1: think I think we we got we got lucky. We didn't have to uh, you know pull that card or sure really get called too much. I'm sure there was maybe a a couple incidents. Yeah, but, uh, most of the time we flew under the radar.
0: Yeah, um, and you said a brother.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Just
0: the two of you? Just the two of us. What's your brother's name?
1: Uh, His name's Christopher. Is he around? Uh, Yeah, so he actually, uh, right now he's in Tampa, uh, but he's a traveling ultrasound technician. Oh, wow. So he takes... He'll take a contract for like three to six months in a different city, come back to Tampa, hang out for a little bit. uh, That would be
0: pretty cool, man. That's like a touring musician or something. Go hang out and wherever for a couple months, come back. That's not too bad. He's
1: homeless, essentially. My my parents have a condo in Tampa and a condo in Boca. So he kind of just goes between the two in between his contracts um, he just got back from Portland, to Oregon, and he's headed out to Daytona
0: on Monday. Very cool. I'm going to ask you guys to lean in a little bit more when you're talking just because I want to make sure that we're getting on everything that you're saying. Sure. So, uh, were you, were, were your parents drinkers? Was beer in the household growing up? Was that something yeah. that you were acquainted with early on? I, there's yeah. usually two histories I run into. There's the kind of Christian, no alcohol or the, you know, Liquid lunches, you know. Thursday, my, both my parents were school teachers, and so Thursday afternoons, all the teachers would come over the house to just get shitfaced, and then all weekend <laughs> yeah, were parties, watching your parents get shitfaced. But back then, it was it was Budweiser, Coors Light, Miller, and you know, there was no. I don't even know when did it, would, would you say craft beer that whole movement really started to take shape. I mean, it's a relatively within the past ten twenty years, right?
2: Uh, yeah, probably it started really taking hold around two thousand six is when you started seeing it kind of, that's when I kind of got into it. Um, not that that has anything
0: to do. This is Charlie talking right now. You'll get used to no, get. You don't have to introduce yourself each time, but pe- people get used to it. Well, those who know you will know who's talking, but I just want to make sure. I'm, I'm the one that sounds like he's almost from Georgia. Okay. <laughs> I, I am. They both look like Vikings, by the way, if you've never seen them. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, but yeah.
2: Around about 06, I think, is when it started like growing like crazy. And uh, I think it was growing double digits every year up until 2016,
0: and well, and it makes perfect sense. And I've had this conversation. I had it with Joey Redner. I had it with Greg Spadichini about the coffee, but the the wine model that you see, it seemed ripe for these other areas. You know, the the craft coffee, the craft beer. I mean, there's such a model there that it was amazing to me that it even took as long as it did to take off the way that it did. Um, I, I wonder why 2006. I mean. Uh, you, there's a lot of, I mean,
2: Budweiser is a big part of that. Yeah. The other big guys, um, you know, Budweiser did a lot of damage uh, post prohibition. Sure. Uh, buying up breweries and kind of stifling them, just kind of forcing them out of the market. It
0: was almost a monopoly type of situation.
2: 1982, I think there was something like 62 breweries or something like that in the US. We're close to 7,000 now, probably more than 7,000. Yeah. But there was just like, there was nothing there. So it took right. a while. Like it took your anchors and your Sierra Nevadas and uh, guys like that. Uh, moving forward to kind of create this space for everyone.
0: And you were in it right away at that point.
2: Uh, yeah. I, I just, I started uh, volunteering at breweries when I was 21. actually I spent my 21st birthday at a, at Sweetwater.
0: Well, where are you from? Since you sound like you're from Georgia,
2: uh, from uh, uh, Cedartown, Georgia. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't go there. There's no reason. To now,
0: it. how, how are the liquor laws and all that? I mean, cause they used to be pretty stiff up there, right?
2: Oh yeah. They still are. Um, Cedartown, I think Polk County specifically Georgia uh, I think it, there was no liquor allowed
0: until like 09 Polk County I just think yeah. if you if you if it if it's a Polk County it doesn't matter what state it's in yeah, it's you're going to be, be facing some pushback Yeah name. you
2: know it turns out our 10th president makes the worst worst counties in the Yeah there you go, <laughs> there you go. There you go. um yeah it's I I I don't know. I, I kind of hated beer when I was growing up. I had a South Paul light when I was 13. Yeah. And uh, just like, eh, there's no reason to drink beer. And then it I was like 19, I was living in Athens, going to school up there, and somebody gave me a sweetwater 420, and I was like, oh, I get it.
0: Athens is a different like a different country, right? Oh,
2: yeah. I, Athens, uh, East Atlanta, and Savannah are like the only places that I would ever recommend anybody live in Georgia.
0: I uh, I've been to Savannah a couple times. I've never been to Athens, although I'm a big REM fan. So you know, that the connection there. And I went up recently. To uh, the Paps Fest up in Atlanta, and you'll probably know it's like the Four Points, or there's like a crossroad, right and it was Mastodon and Run the Jewels, yeah. and past Blue Ribbon. It was the best time ever. I was like, I had no idea Atlanta had this. Like my only knowledge of Atlanta before that was fucking traffic, and it was <laughs> it was great. And you know, and my and I, I kind of had known because my cousin is a uh, assistant director up there. There's a big film, oh yeah, you know, up there which is pretty cool. But I mean, Atlanta's really becoming just a major deals you know yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways so anyway i, I digress um uh-huh. so how old of the guys are you
1: um i'm 39
0: okay I'm 38 okay so there yeah. you go um all right how about you what, what to tell me about your parents your family that's uh what. so my parents owned
2: a furniture store okay when I, up. I started working there when i was 13
0: okay uh had so you out. had some background in running your own business i mean to you had some
2: a, yeah to a degree what everything i had to unlearn a lot of there, and i'm still unlearning a lot of their uh Poor, uh, <laughs> their poor habits, uh, in in regards to it. Yeah, you know? like I, I'm always like straight line trying to get to get to things, and sometimes that's not necessarily the way things work. Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as accounting and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. I learn something new every day.
0: Uh, that's the way it is. I mean, you know, I, 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 in my family, didn't have anybody else, at least that I'm aware of, that owned a business, started this. Uh, firm in 2005 and i fucked up everything that i know is because i've screwed it up and and had to fix it so uh it's it's hard hard one hard learned but i'll never make those mistakes again so i'm sure it's probably similar what you're looking at any siblings uh yeah got two sisters okay Um, are they here up
2: there uh they're they're both stayed home i was the only one that
0: younger or older
2: uh they're both younger
0: Okay, younger sisters. I just feel like as a guy, it's better to have older sisters.
2: Yeah, probably. Because then you can go hang
0: out with their girlfriends and they think you're cute and all that other stuff. Yeah, it didn't not, happen.
2: My sister's friends I did not think were very cute. Yeah. They,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to it Charlie's sister's friends was sure listening. There's a shallow pond up there. In there you time. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did you guys first meet each other? Uh, 2011 at Cigar City. Okay. Now, uh, I had uh, Redner Sr. in here, was one of my early guests, and that was the trip. I don't know was he involved at all when you were there he was there every day yeah. pretty much talk so. about a guy who just has a preternatural understanding of people and business and just the human mind like he he's like some kind of shaman you know and, and then obviously joey is also brilliant and in his own right you know um so how is that as far as learning the trade and kind of cutting your teeth i mean
2: i'm um- it was awesome. I, I was actually the tasting room manager
0: there, and Mike worked the. Uh, he
2: was on the bottling line at the time, and um, that was one of my favorite things on Sunday mornings. Like I'd go in and clean the lines, and Joe Senior just be there, just talking, yeah, about whatever was going on.
0: Uh, Anything he's talking about, you want to yeah. listen to though, because yeah. it's like, oh, one hundred, yeah, yeah, about this story or that story or. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so and what were you doing there?
1: Oh, uh, so I was just working on the bottling line. Like, okay, that's right right after i started getting into craft beer so i was just trying to soak it all up like i had an in into the brewery through some friends so i was really just discovering craft this new wave of craft beer and like learning a whole new skill set because i was working construction and i was previously like playing in bands and stuff like that so
0: oh, so you have background in music too yeah 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 oh, Sweet. I, I went to full sale
1: and uh got that wasteful degree sure w- worked in a recording studio for a little bit in miami oh wow um, but yeah so i it was for me like you know, I really didn't know who the who uh, Joe Senior was, and Joey was just kind of like my the owner of the company. Sure. So I was really just learning all this stuff about Tampa right around then right around then as well, um, and soaking it all up. But it was right right time, right place for me. You know.
0: Was this the location right over there off of Dale Mayberry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Did you guys know Mike Maida at all? Um, he was yeah, partner at the Brew Bus with yeah, uh, Redner, yeah, yeah. so he's yeah. he's related to my wife's family somehow. Anyway, um, okay, so you guys started working there. You said 2011, right? All right, now you said you you're married. Are you married? No, I have a girlfriend. Okay, and you got two kids, and another one on the way.
1: Yeah, my wife is like 37 weeks.
0: Oh wow! Like that, oh yeah. wow! What are your uh, Boy, girl, 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 uh, boy, boy. Jude
1: is the oldest boy. He's 12. Then, uh, my daughter, Charlie, not named after Charlie, but, man, it depends. Yeah. Depends yeah. on what's going on. She's, uh, she's three. And she was born on Thanksgiving, which was also my dad's birthday that day. Okay. Um, and then uh, baby Elliot is going to be a girl and she's due in March.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, kids put a whole different pressure on you, you yeah, know, to, to, cool. to, to, to get her. Yeah, it's cool. I yeah. mean, it's it's the best thing ever, but, you know, my uh, my uh, comfort level with screwing up things, especially financially, is you know, yeah, much, I'm, much more severe.
1: The, the boy was, uh, he's I mean, he's 12 now, but he's, he's been interesting. And uh, Charlie, the three-year-old girl, right now, she's just so much fun to be around. Right. Um, so I'm just focusing on that right at the moment. Right.
0: You know? Right. Now, going into the craft beer world, I mean, has has kind of the the remote plan always been to do your own thing? I mean, or is that something that came along later?
2: To a degree, uh, on my end, at least, like there, I always kind of, I'm I'm not I'm not good at taking direction. A lot of times, yeah. Kind of have my own way of doing stuff. Uh, so it just, for me, it made a little bit more sense in, in my head, but I didn't know how to get there when I got in the business, you know, 16, 17 years ago. So it was, I wouldn't say it was part of the plan. It just sort of, you know, we just talked about it one day and right. it, it, it became the plan.
0: Right, right, yeah. right. Um, how long were you guys at Cigar City together?
1: Uh, oh, I was there for just over one year. Then okay, I, then I moved on to another brewery.
0: Where'd you go from there?
1: Seven Son, okay, uh, their original location in Dunedin, Florida.
0: Uh, okay, and what about you?
1: I was there for
2: seven months, um, and I had to come back home to do some family things
0: to Georgia. Yeah, okay,
2: went up there for about a year and a half and then moved back down to work for another brewery.
0: Which one did you work for? Uh,
2: founders. Okay, of I course. covered Florida for them.
0: Okay. And you guys reconnected when you came back down here? Yeah. yeah. I mean, stayed in contact Sure. Uh, the whole time. When did you guys start having discussions about working together again?
2: Uh, 2016, I think, is when we first started
0: talking about it. Okay. Um, and, I you know, you were telling me a little bit about the adversity you're facing this week with furnaces and leases and labels and all these yeah. other kind of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, tell me a little bit about, you know the the plan to start your own brewery i mean all the stuff that goes into it i mean you got to find a spot you have to decide on a name you have to figure out what your identity is going to be you know what are you gonna what are you gonna make and all this other stuff so you know how did how did that work out i mean did you guys just have a bunch of discussions about this is what we wanted to be yeah lots of talks over lots of beers at various locations around tampa Uh, so was that part of it trying to decide like do you, I mean, and and forgive me my naivety in, in, in this area. I, I don't know as much as probably a lot of the people that you talk to on a day-to-day basis. But I mean, there's a lot of different types of beers that you can brew. And is there, a, you know, we want to do these and not these. Is that kind of discussion had?
1: Well, I, I think because we knew how long it was going to take for the project to get going. Uh-huh. The last thing that we were really worried about was the beer. Okay. And right now, the things are changing so much. So if we would have, in 2016, told everybody that we were going to make beer at by the time we opened in 2020, that beer might not have been in vogue anymore.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. So we kind
1: of waited for that, the product development part of it to kind of happen like really quickly at the end. And more important for us was starting to get the brand out there and the name out there, even though we didn't have a location or any money or a a legit business. um, Charlie has a very very large network of people around the country from all those previous jobs sure. that we started collaborating with, going to their beer festivals, pouring our collaboration beer with them to try to f- just, I don't know, meet people, talk to people, gather information on their story on how they opened their brewery.
0: That sounds and, amazing. That sounds yes, like... How long awesome. How long of a period of time are we talking there? Uh,
2: since... I think the first one we we did was uh, Voodoo Fest or Good Vibes up in uh, Meadville, Pennsylvania. Um, I actually... I was the sales director at Cycle Brewing in St. Peter sure. at the time. And they, uh, uh, we had agreed to do a fest. But when I left, Doug didn't want to do it, the owner. And so they are like, hey, do you guys want to sub in? we are like, yeah, we don't have any beer. We're just like in you know, talks to get all this stuff done. And they're like, Hi, right, we'll brew it for you. Just tell us what you want brewed. And that was how we kind of
0: got started with everything. That's awesome. Yeah. So how many different places in mean, a bunch of trips? Like- yeah. 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 There's...
2: I mean, we... That we started getting somewhat smart about it and stringing a bunch of friends together on these things. Like, you know, I drove out to San Diego. with was like
0: a two, again, it sounds like a band. Like, yeah. we're going to go on an <laughs> yeah. East Coast oh, yeah. tour, a West uh, Coast uh, tour. There's uh, a lot of similarities. Yeah.
1: When, when you could travel and do stuff like that, it was very much kind of like that.
0: sleeping on uh, people's couches and yep, drinking yep, we their we beer. and slept on
1: the bottle couch, yeah, slept on the Magnus couch. Yeah. yeah. Almost
2: fell asleep in a pool a couple of times, you know, normal, <laughs> normal stuff.
0: Where did the name come from?
2: Uh, it's a word that I've always dug since I was like, 13. Yeah. I was watching uh wrestling one night and I heard uh Triple H say magnanimous and I looked at it and I was like, "That's kind of what I try to do anyway." Yeah, so, yeah. Um so it's like I've always just had that word in my head and then brought it up and like we didn't. I don't even think we mentioned another. Yeah, I, I mean, I
1: always kind of had this like image. There's there's certain breweries that we both kind of like that yeah. have like metal imagery and they're kind of like metal breweries. Right. But I just I didn't want to do that because I felt like you might be like pigeonholing yourself. Sure. And when Charlie brought that word up, I just thought there could be so many different directions you can take it in. Yeah. A lot of breweries tend to name themselves after a geographic location. Yeah. Or it's like an adjective and a thing, like uh, you know black Green
0: Bench. Sure. Black yeah. Band, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Um. So. Uh, I just thought it was a little bit outside of what everybody else was doing, and uh, when I when I was reading all these different definitions of it, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and also it kind of was almost like you know if everybody was a little bit more magnanimous, um, it'd be better. And also for us to try to be magnanimous, um, you know, and, and maybe have the business view like that, you know.
0: Well, definitely, yeah. So this is something uh, a concept that you know just understanding the words and context like, you know, I was talking to Greg Spataccini who does Spatty's Coffee and was telling me about the ethical brewing, coffee beans and all this, Mm -hmm. and talking about how the farmers never see any of the money for the coffee beans and all this other stuff. And it was this whole concept of running an ethical business, treating your employees right, treating your clients right, you know, making the world better, (laughs) even if just a little bit. So I definitely get that from the name. So it's super cool. Um, As far as, uh, you know, some of the other big ticket items that you're looking at i mean equipment wise you're talking to me about a furnace like what sort of equipment are you, are you looking at when you're brewing your own beer Yeah, so it's all
1: stainless steel i mean the, the, the sounds to you, me like it's got to be super fucking expensive it's very expensive. Yeah. it's very expensive i mean there's a lot of different ways you can start a brief to on a, on a on a budget me and charlie just because we worked at so many breweries and we kind of Already knew what we wanted to do. Right. We felt like we can kind of take a risk and jump right in on a bigger system. Right. And we're at a, we're a 15 barrel system. It's about 465 gallons of beer per batch. Okay. Um, but we again leaned on some people that we've met through Charlie that were friends of ours. They had an extra brew house lying around. Joey Redner had some extra tanks lying around. So we were able to get some really, really nice equipment, um, for really cheap, you know, and, and kind of on like a really cool handshake kind of deal in some situations. Um, and yeah, we, it was expensive to start our operation. Uh, we couldn't have done it without a lot of these like handouts and trade sure, deals. Sure. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know we, we we couldn't get an SBA loan. We 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 got a lot of advice from a lot of different people, like I was saying earlier, and everybody went about it a different way. Right. We had gotten some some funds from some friends and family members, and when we would go to banks to get SBA loans, they were like, um, like, hey, we got three hundred fifty thousand dollars. We need another six hundred fifty thousand to start this business, right. and right. they're like, no. Uh, The money needs to be yours. Yeah. Because we got it from somebody else. They didn't care.
0: Oh, so Brett, there is someone posted a meme the other day that says, it said, the bank says I can't afford a nine hundred dollar a month mortgage payment, so I'm going to go pay a fifteen hundred dollar a month rent yeah. at a apartment. You know, it's just yeah, like yeah. the thinking with those loans are so backwards. It's and crazy. and I I also have to mention, you know, selling them on a on a craft brewery. You know, if if, if they're taking into account what the business is going to be, now hopefully that's not going to be as tough of a sell, you know, because clearly that's becoming a movement here. Yeah. But if you're the first people through the door, I'm sure it's a little bit harder. It to It's kind loan. of
1: frustrating to hear your stories like those a couple other breweries around us that opened up right around the same time and they're like yeah all we had to do is get a lease and we got our money and um so instead of me and charlie being kind of like the sole uh investors the sole owners here um you know we, we have a lot of different people involved sure and i mean but that's just how it had to work out right and, um it's fine everybody's pretty much hands off uh we have we have a couple other guys that work with us at the brewery and we're all really super focused and work really well together and the investors and stuff
0: aren't really well I'm I'm digging it it's never really kind of uh, materialized in my thinking about it before but how similar it is to the music world because because in a way you know the way you're talking about the brewery it reminds me like I'm a big punk fan like discord and a lot of these other do-it-yourself you know record companies literally like they tell stories about folding the sleeves for their vinyl and you know posting their posters and putting on shows in someone's garage or their kitchen and everything else and I mean when you look back on this when it becomes a success it's going to even taste that much more sweet because of literally every part of it is you know blood sweat and tears on your guys part so that's really cool um so how how long did the build take
2: Oh, man. Uh, We got that building in August. Actually, when we were in uh, Meadville for that first festival, we got the call from our real estate agent (laughs) saying, like, as a cannon was going off in the background.
1: Everybody's slamming PBRs and shooting rifles. (laughs) Oh, jeez. It's, yeah,
2: Northwest Pennsylvania. They've got a a certain amount of charm up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But um, we actually got the call that we got the building and then, you know, various things. Architect, we have had an architect, they backed out because it wasn't going to be like a $3 million architect. Yeah. yeah. Um, Then we had to get another one and then had to get zoning. And then.
1: Yeah. Contractor backed out. We had to find another contractor. So we had a small rent free period that in hindsight should have been enough for us to kind of get permitting and stuff like that because we had our architect we had our contractor what
0: year are we what months and year are we talking this,
1: this is between yeah. august and january um 2019 and 19. yeah because okay. yeah. i
0: because i then i know what happens in 2020 so I'm just <laughs> this is this is like you know my testicles are going up in my stomach <laughs> thinking about thinking about this oh it's yeah. well so we were supposed to open
2: uh like uh, our contractor said it would take 120 days to get everything going um, and it took about I think 250 oh, yeah, yeah. days. Yeah, we, we <laughs> finally
1: got our after we got our contractor and architect figured out. We finally got our permit to start construction on October first of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, and then we finally got our you know CO or whatever to open like October first of the next year.
0: Yeah, so
1: it it took twice as long to do the project. I mean, there was definitely things with pandemic in there, but there was other things that probably shouldn't have taken that long. I mean, how are you
0: guys? Are you guys, are you guys, uh, negative thinkers, positive thinkers? Like, I, until I got started taking Prozac, I would have yeah. been like, this is a sign from God that I'm not supposed to be doing that. I mean, did you guys question uh-huh. your I, path or? I think,
1: I think we have like really dark sense of humor. So yeah. while our first reaction is a lot just of like laugh. That, yeah. shit like yeah. that, yeah. I'm saying where we're like imagining horrible yeah. things happening to people and we say it out loud. But yeah. then, but then after that, you know, there's like, Hey man, we can get through. Plus just yeah. having a partner, I yeah. think. That's, big. That's yeah. big. I remember times with my wife, I was just like, kind of like, you know, in our bedroom, I'm like, I'm like, this isn't gonna happen. We've just wasted three hundred and fifty thousand dollars of our friends' money. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. just like, and you know, Charlie's like, no man, we got this. Like, we're gonna make yeah. phone calls. And there, there's there's yeah. times when he's just like, you know, you kind person. of trade
0: off who's yeah, being the strong yeah. one on exactly. a given and then yeah. we,
1: we got another partner partner in this guy Austin, who actually was a founder of uh, Hidden Springs Aleworks. Okay. He had uh, wanted to lead the starter's own brewery, so we we're like, hey man, just come help us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got this other guy along with our, our friends and stuff, kind of like helping us. So we could yeah. we could dump these like Negative vibes out and stay positive. You know,
0: that's yeah. awesome.
2: That's it's awesome. Very things just had to get done. So it's like you know you don't really have a lot of time to wallow in it. Yeah.
0: Well, it, and with certain things in life, and I don't know if you would agree that this was your experience, but sometimes it's like you don't have another choice. It's just yeah. like this has got to work. There's not a yeah. there's not a B plan B out there. Yeah. You know, and so you know at various times in my career here, i have just like. God, this is awful. I don't want to do anything else, but it's like, yeah, but you can't do it. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go play basketball for somebody or whatever. I mean, this yeah. has got so this has got to work. So you just got kind of to persevere. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the-, the
1: way we looked at, it, we we had gone and you know worked for other people and spent so much time in the industry working yeah. with other people for right. other people to get ready for this moment. Right. You know, so we couldn't go back to working for other people. Right. We'd already like, you made up our minds. So oh, exactly. It's a,
0: Yeah, exactly. About 100%. So the other thing that's kind of cool and is is kind of where Tampa's at. And, I, and I'm trying to, I don't know enough about, you've been to all these other towns where you've, you know, worked these breweries. And I'm wondering, is there is there kind of a roadmap for where you see Tampa going with its breweries? Because I mean, I know that they're doing the tours and I mean, it almost seems like you know, I know. I don't know if you know Devin Brady, who's doing the the uh, the Peninsularium deal, the Crab Devils thing. Oh, I live yeah. right across the street from there. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they're going to start having a bunch of craft breweries do stuff out yeah, of there. And I mean, about. it seems like every month, every year, there's a handful of new ones. And if they can keep that up, I, I really feel like this could be you know, uh, an Asheville type of situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been to Asheville a couple times in my life, but it wasn't until about two years ago. when I went up there with my wife and all of a sudden I was like, where the fuck did all this stuff come from? Yeah. And literally it's everywhere. And I was like, this is like Sonoma or Napa, but for beer. Yeah. And of course the weather, I like a lot better in Asheville yeah. than here's on i blazing hot. But yeah. I mean, do you think, do you think that this could, could go that route? Uh, yeah, actually, I think we're, Far ahead of a lot of really good beer cities in the country
2: currently. Like, you know, Asheville's great. And I, lo- I go up to Asheville probably once a year, but I think we have better breweries than them yeah. in general. And it's not because I'm from here. Like, I'm, you know, like, I think Chicago is probably a better beer town than us, even though no one really talks about it. I no, would
0: never even think of Chicago as a I beer town. 20. That,
2: well, I'm that, that, sure. <laughs> I, I, just because I don't know about it doesn't mean it's not. Yeah. yeah. But nobody really talks about it as a beer town. But I think, like, it's weird because we're a southeastern city and all southeastern cities are sort of built as sprawls versus traditional
0: central. Uh,
2: yeah. Like, you know, Portland, Oregon's known as a great beer town, but everything's kind of packed in. There's really, there's easy ways to get everywhere. Sure. And I think that'll come with this, you know, they're extending the trolley and everything. It's just a, we're in a weird spot because you kind of count the entire Bay area. So, you know, you're 45 minutes from one good brewery to the next. Right. Um, But I think Tampa is, we're all, we're, we're way ahead of where a lot of towns were, and it's only 11 years old, really, at right.
0: this point. Well, I, I bought this building in 2017, and it was right around the time that Armature Works opened up. And I just watch as, you know, every couple months, a block closer it creeps up yeah. and, and I'm like at some point you know the the river downtown you know the uh, Davis Island and Harbor Island and Hyde Park downtown if it can kind of close that gap with arm, with armature coming up the river Tampa Heights then you've got just this long procession yeah. that really could connect it and build it and I was even today I was driving uh, the crosstown coming to, and I do this every day but I'd never look up and I was just looking at the water city the skyline I was like yeah. that's sky Skyline wasn't there five years ago, yeah. 10 years ago. wasn't there a year ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it's, 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 cr- and I hope it does it. The thing that always, I always worry about is the weather because yeah. summer here is just fucking brutal. But I mean, that makes you want to go get a cold beer. So yeah, I, I guess that, seen, that yeah. works in your favor. Um, so when did you guys officially open your doors?
2: Uh, October second, uh, two thousand, or yeah, October second of this year,
0: twenty twenty. So right, right when stuff kind of started opening back yeah. up. Now, what was the vision for the place? Was it solely going to be just distribution? Was it going to be where you can go there and drink at the place? Is it food, music? I mean, what's like what what what's the ultimate vision of of what the experience of going there is going to be like? Uh, it's a
2: tap room, so it's okay. you know, uh, I think ideally, if we could you know, max out and sell everything out of the tap room. That's what you hope for. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, distribution's definitely gonna be a part of it, but I kind of see distribution as a ways of marketing to bring more
0: people in, sure. not as a
2: way like if you're living off distribution, that's a uh as a small brewery anyway, that's a tough road to hoe, you know.
0: It's like living off record sales as a yeah. small local band.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah the margins and- are just different. It's 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 a lot like uh yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like you can tell your story better when you first mm-hmm. open um you know really get to know your product better and stuff too like when you just have it there with you when you're sending it out that early on you don't there could be things happening that you don't know about
0: so. right how many employees do you guys have uh 7 8 okay and what kind of hours are you guys putting in crazy i would uh, imagine uh,
1: they you know, hurt a lot <laughs> i think when we were under construction it was a lot more okay. intense just cuz we were both working other jobs uh. doing that so it was like you know two years pretty much
0: sure, yeah. seven days
1: a week nonstop stop working at other jobs and going there and now since we've opened and we have employees and partners we're we're always on the clock kind of you know yeah but we were able to like i'm able to leave and go home and watch my kid when my wife goes to work because charlie and the other guy got it you know yeah. so we have a really good core group of people and we trust everybody so we're trying to kind of have a little bit more balance but we're still you know we're still answering emails and stuff yeah, yeah. all the time you know
0: do you still love it, or has it beat the passion for it out of you?
1: Uh, I feel like we're, we're we're not even close to where we want to be yet. Yeah, know? I mean, we, we're. I feel like we're successful already. because yeah. no, we, I mean, like, we, we uh, got open. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Despite yeah. you know
0: yeah. th- everything you just discussed, exactly. you know, yeah. COVID and the architectural. Yeah, the, the and still there.
1: There's there's uh. still so many things that we want to do. You know, there's beers that we're producing now that we won't be able to reach for like eighteen months and stuff like that. So yeah, like we're it's still every day you want to get up and go to work. You know, yeah. do
0: you guys have the same taste in beers or different? friend i mean what do you what do each of you bring as far as uh i I
1: think i think we're like there's a lot of things that we we have the same taste in on charlie likes a lot more like classic kind of like styles and stuff and like i don't know sometimes he likes higher abv stuff (laughs) depends on what we're doing
2: yeah i've got i'm in a doppelbach uh (laughs) yeah right
0: now i don't know where it came from (laughs) it happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) how about you
1: um yeah i mean i i Honestly, for me, it's kind of what whatever we're brewing and we're selling kind of. That's kind of what I get into just because I'm kind of responsible for like recipe formulation. And then, you know, me and two other guys on the brew house kind of make everything happen. So I'm just – I guess I kind of really go in a rabbit hole in a specific beer. Sure. Until I think it's maybe okay or I know how to fix it and then I'll move on. Um, when I kind of don't want to think about it, I'll drink somebody else's beer or like an old-fashioned or something. Yeah, yeah. But as far as styles – I mean, it's kind of what we produce, like, yeah. loggers and uh, hazy IPAs. That's what we're mainly producing right now. So I was going
0: to ask, what are you putting out there right now? Is it just us two? or
1: um, Yeah, we, we have some other... Um, styles besides that, but the lagers and the hazy IPAs are the things that we really want well, to makes
0: something do. a hazy IPA.
1: Um, It's appearance, okay. Okay, um, and there's is that
0: an ingredient or is that a way of making it? Or it's a
1: combination of things. So there's like um, some yeast that don't like to drop out of solution, there's also high content of like high protein malts like wheat and oats, also a high rate of hopping, also water chemistry. So there's a lot of different things involved. Some people think it's just like an unfiltered beer, right? Um, but there's actually a lot of different. Different things when they're when they're done very well they're very flavorful and very aromatic and very soft and they're fun to drink when they're not done very well they're still bitter they're maybe sweet they're just just hard to drink.
0: So, you know, I, I talk to a lot of musicians on the show and a lot about music and, you know, there's the, say there's only 12 octaves, but it's just how you play them, you know, with beer. Is there, is there, is there flavors that aren't, haven't been produced yet? Like, what is the new ground? What is, what is breaking new ground in this world look like for you guys?
2: Uh, it kind of goes all over. Like it's pretty much limitless because uh, there's always a new yeast strain or, you know, I think. Most grain is pretty much accounted for. There's probably something that will come out at some point, yeah. but it's mostly accounted for. But there's always a new, new hop or two coming out every year. right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of combinations you shouldn't make.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Does it involve but, fruit? Like some sort of... Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know... I, I've had <laughs> well, I mean, there was the IPA movement. You know, all of a sudden IPAs were everywhere and then uh, everything had a fruit. You know, tangerine this or, you know, whatever that. And not that those are bad, but it just, you can go too far with it. It would, it would seem like to me. Um, now what about, there's the ingredients, which obviously plays a role in what it tastes like. But what about the process of making it? Does that impact the flavor, impact the texture, the color and all these sorts of of things? Of course.
1: I mean, um, you know, just, just. The, the ingredients but then how you treat them like anything like cooking anything so if you really aren't paying attention you don't know what you're doing it's not going to come out very well sure um, and you know the the higher quality and stuff like that but the process uh, is very important there's there's some people that just like to you know kind of take shortcuts and you know, that might yield the result that the customer wants, but when you kind of don't take those shortcuts, it's a little more rewarding. Um, and there's all different types of equipment. Every brewery has a different setup and that's going to yield a different output. You know, we have a direct fire kettle. There's, uh, Copper Jail has steam jackets. Uh, when I worked at Seven Sun, it was an electric, um,
0: coil or, um, yeah, um,
1: yeah, well, um what are they called?
0: Filamenter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, there's different ways to heat everything and that's all probably going to take into account the, the out- outcome. What
0: about storage? Is storage an issue at all with beers? Like like whiskey or wine, or just keep it cold, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah.
2: our bourbon barrels are that are full of beer, they stay warm, but yeah, yeah they're
1: fine. But once it's packaged, you should probably keep it cold yeah. and it'll last a lot longer for you.
0: Yeah. Now, you mentioned the kitchen. Do you think there's some point where there might be food that you could, can-
1: yeah? I mean, that was like a bonus when we saw the place
0: in case we get COVID. Two around, you're going to want to be able to give people grilled cheese so they don't catch COVID. There's, there's <laughs> a
1: hood in there. The fire suppression system looks like it's from the 70s, but there's a hood in there, um, and there's you know there's some bones in there that we can probably just turn it around pretty quick. But um, just getting the beer right, yeah, the taste room comfortable, and kind of getting our feet on us was uh, enough of a challenge to throw food in there too and have an executive chef and all that other inventory right, right, and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, right now we're just rotating through some food trucks and. Once once we get our shit together a little bit more, uh, we'll probably look at bringing a partner in that's food like conscious like we, we like food, but right uh, right you know probably bring somebody in that that's their their thing to manage.
0: You know? And how's the reception been? I mean, are you getting good feedback? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, great. Yeah. And have you yeah. have you taken it to any festivals? Have you kind of shot you know try to extend your coverage of who you're getting it out to? Yeah,
2: yeah. You have lots of festivals before COVID. Uh, there hasn't been very many. Uh actually I think there was only one and it wasn't one that we wanted to take part in. Sure. Yeah. Uh down the road a little bit a <laughs> ways. Uh but yeah, we've I don't know, probably twenty different festivals. We've been in Chicago, Oklahoma, um, all over Florida. Um California we were in one. And we weren't there. Somebody else had to be there, but um but yeah, we've been all over the place doing <laughs>
0: So what are, what are, what are unconquered lands for you guys? Like what are, so you've mentioned that we haven't done a bunch of stuff that we want to do. I mean, um, what does that look like? Multiple locations or greater distribution or.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, not to be greedy or anything like that, but if we, can continue the the success that we we think we can it might be smart for us to open up some other locations maybe not full full-blown breweries maybe not a large production facility maybe just other smaller locations or maybe a retail spot or um, just another tap room you know something like that that if those opportunities present themselves and we're ready to take them, we will.
0: Are restaurants and, serving? Like can you go to new world brewery or some of these other that, places? That, and- those would
1: be goals of ours too. once we yeah. get distribution. So yeah. once we get distribution going, that's been like an ongoing thing for us. We, we are trying to work on finding a distribution partner. That's right for us. And right. there really isn't one out there. So we're working with um, Brian Schrader yeah. to try to get a distribution plan together. That's right for us. Um, we're currently going back and forth on some stuff because there's a lot of uh, rules in place between, you know, owning a brewery and owning a distribution company that we're trying to navigate correctly. Right. Uh, but that's definitely the next, I feel like the next yeah. step for us. Oh, well, back up a little bit. We are using a mobile canning company right now to, to package our product. Okay. So right when we opened, we wanted to have cans, you know, with our label on it from the get go. Like Charlie was like, you know, you need to have a face on this thing. That way people can you know, enjoy the beers ever, then take them with you. Yeah. So just in like in a crowler or growler, yeah. each, beer is like, each beer is like personified kind of.
0: Well, it's become like uh, collectibles in some way. I yep. mean, the labels, like you mentioned, the metal, you know, I always have conversations with people about what metal music was able to achieve just based off of album covers like how many people found bands not based on what they sound like but because they had
1: our made man people probably thought they were like the most brutal uh,
0: uh, oh for sure yeah and and then conversely i my friend and i have a man of war joke that we always go back and forth because they're always like these buff guys that are naked on it it's like so but 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 your face your label your 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 uh You know, your brand, your brand. Yeah. You know, it's so much more than what it used to be with beers. I mean, you know, like, uh, Brian Schaefer from the skate park at Tampa, you know they did their moat water through, this, and, and, you know that's a cool little thing. in this deck, they even brewed some of the beer into the glue, I think, when they put the Pretty plies cool, together. Yeah, but it's becoming not just something that you consume, but something you collect, like, and and I think that's so cool. I mean, that's one of the things about it that I think is so great. So mentioning the the mobile canning yeah, and all they, other that other stuff, that
1: was um, something that we we really. Put a lot of thought into, and then we we picked up from working from breweries that were doing that. So we didn't have the money to buy our own canning line. So we we lease. Essentially, this company comes out and cans for us, and we just pay them. Um, we do that a couple of times a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and we recently looked at the numbers, and we're like, "Hey, the amount of money we're giving them is the amount of money it is for like a payment every month on our sure, own canning yeah. line. It won't be as nice or as fast, but so we just pulled the trigger and put the, the down payment on our canning lines. Okay, so that we I feel like we're a little bit ahead of schedule um do you have a consultant do you have like
0: like is this just you guys figuring this out or do you have someone kind of saying this is this is us arguing talking
1: annoyingly like every day like it's it's
0: it's uh, crazy because you're just (laughs) flying blind i mean you're you are you are because obviously there's other people that have done it so you can kind of piece together some sort of a plan but you just never know and then the other thing that gets really difficult is looking at other people like because Because everybody's journey, at least in my experience, is their own. You know, so you you guys could look at Redner or look at one of these other things and say, "Well, they were here at this point, or they did this. Should we do that?" Yeah. And it's hard to kind of feel comfortable in your own identity. I mean, is that yeah. something that you guys think about? Or
1: um, I mean, I, like I said earlier, I, I think we got a lot of advice earlier early on about how to open but a lot of that advice was bad advice people were like oh you'll get an sba loan don't worry about it we didn't um so now we're kind of
0: i have an sba loan for this building catch yourself lucky you got to right. send it you got to have a million different insurance policies <laughs> and they want proof of your insurance console well that's what i was going to ask you with this furnace and all that stuff is the insurance insane or so, so the
1: brew house it's the it's the direct fire burner on the brew house and what happened was the manufacturer doesn't design them like this anymore, and they said this isn't the reason why. But the direct-fire burner, it just, it just disintegrated all yeah. the metal underneath the kettle. And But the brew House is actually our friend's, uh, 18th Street okay. up in Hammond, Indiana. They're like, hey, you guys can use this and then pay us later, um, or we'll work something out, kind of like a handshake deal. So we called them up right when the, we saw the problem, right. and they're like, oh, we'll call the manufacturer. So we've been playing this game between all three. Um we're getting to fix. Part just came in today. We're gonna fix it this weekend. We didn't lose that much time. Sure. Um, so we're not really we don't have insurance on on that aspect. I guess if the roof caved in yeah. destroyed it, it'd be different. Yeah. Um but uh, uh or if let's say five years down the road this happened and we're like we had all these orders that needed to go out, it might be a different situation. Right, right. But because this happened, we're not really like brewing Seven days a week, it wasn't that big of a deal. It's has, frustrating, though.
0: Has COVID impacted you? I mean, aside from the opening date, like, does it interfere with the type of business you're wanting to be doing? Do you is there are you having to limit people coming in? Are you not having events that you want to would want to throw? Or um, I don't know. So I don't know if we would have done events
2: our first year anyway. Yeah. Just Because I'm, it's kind of hard to say because we've been busy, but. We haven't been like uncomfortable. Maybe, right. That Saturday before the Super Bowl was a little iffy because yeah. there's a lot of people in town. But everybody, it's the cool thing about being in a state that's open, but in a big city is that we're open, but everybody behaves. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure this isn't the way it goes in Palatka. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, we haven't really had any issues with that. Like, so, but we don't know what we're missing out on because yeah. our occupancy opened. is
1: like 190 people. Yeah. And I don't even think we have enough seats to fit. 50% occupancy.
0: Well you you so. guys back up to Franklin too, don't you? Yeah, yes,
1: yes. And th-
0: that that just seems like it's had a not false starts, but it just seems ripe to almost become like a a mini—I don't want to say mini Ebor, but I mean that street there. I mean, you could just pack, you know, restaurant, you know, because what's—is it Angry Chair? What's the what's the other cider? Yeah, yeah.
1: And then there's a kombucha place that just opened up, and there's also a metery. They make alcohol from honey.
0: My yeah. buddy Jalal has the Muay Thai place right across the yep, street, street back over there. from the Muay Thai that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a cool little street, and you know that. What was the? the hall the hall was open yeah, and then yeah, closed yeah. and are they looking at putting anything else there i don't know it, man
1: it'd be cool there's like a steakhouse or something that went in there yeah. that, that place was pretty neat just to go hang out in well um, but i just think that
0: it's, it's a weird little street that's not super busy and and could use a lot of w- pedestrian you know yeah. walking you know brewery to brewery there was a was it foundation coffee that was right there for yeah, a yeah, minute that's
1: the kombucha spot yeah, yeah yeah um so we have, we have coffee in our place now so that that's kinda, right thank
0: you for yeah. bringing that up because i told you driving by every day i saw magnanimous brew and then i Saw coffee and at first that's what I thought it was so talk to me a little bit about that I mean that's kind of an interesting pairing so been friends with the uh, ginger beard guys for yeah. a while they're uh, they operate out of poorhouse
2: and they had had offers from other folks before to do sort of that same thing just kind of take up a little space in the morning and we started talking to them before we opened and kind of put it together made the numbers work uh, and they're just so they run magnanimous coffee for us and they have a mobile espresso uh, counter comes in, they roll it in in the morning, they roll it out at two uh, Monday through Thursday and 12 Friday through Sunday.
0: That's and brilliant though. Cause you're introducing two different markets to each other. It's kind so of a good, Trojan horse. A. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That, well, that's okay. Yeah,
2: and, well, we get a lot of, we get a lot of uh, third shift folks that yeah. comes in. Like I, I told them from the beginning, it's like, uh find out if there's somebody who keeps coming in every day at seven thirty and drinking to like get the story, yeah, so, like if that guy's coming from the hospital, that's cool, but if that guy uh woke up and came here like yeah uh,
0: yeah uh-uh. it was i used to i used to go what's uh daily eats on Howard, I'd go there, and every time I go there, everybody was in scrubs and, yeah. and they're like everybody at uh Was it TGH just got off shift and comes there and has breakfast. So that's (laughs) definitely a market for that. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not, we're not having like droves of people come in, but we we have noticed that when we do like new can releases or have something out like on a Friday or Saturday, if we put out seven in the morning, people are coming and grabbing on their way to work and getting a coffee too. So our, our non-existent beer sales that we were having from 7am to 3pm every day, are. Oh, pretty good now
0: i so, love that shit that, 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 that you know there's these happy accidents kind not that it was an accident but sometimes you just kind of <laughs> stumble into yeah. well yeah we didn't yeah.
1: talk about our potential beer sales yeah. in that time period we just talked about like hey we're already paying rent here right like why not just have these guys maximize some like, for sure the money off coffee it wasn't make money up more money on beer right so it's definitely like a you know, happy
0: accent. So, uh, so what are your flavors that you're putting out right now? Like, like if people want to order, like, how do they, how do they get stuff? Do they go online? Do they stop in? What's... It lets, well, you know, obviously your hours are what?
1: 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. Okay. And if the crowd's bumping, we'll stay open a little later.
0: And then online, can you do online orders and can you do uh, like memberships or not memberships, but like a a recurring order type of situation?
2: Um, No, the way we kind of have it set up right now, we do have curbside or in store pickup if you want to do online online orders. And it's just through our, if you go uh, on our Instagram or Facebook page, it's through our POS. So I don't have the exact, yeah. there's a lot of numbers involved yeah. in that thing. But um, yeah, we have that as an option and then come in, drink something, or you can just grab a four pack out. We have a lot of people that
0: aren't comfortable just hanging around. So they just come in and grab a case Walk up, pay for it, leave. That's the other thing too. I was, I uh I hit the Publix at Channel Side the other day and I'd never been there before. And I parked in the have you ever gone to that Publix? Uh, yeah, I go there all the huh? time. So I parked in there and I looked up and I was like, holy shit, look at all these people that live This is Publix is just living off of this building. Yeah. And as that creeps closer to you, as I'm sure that it will, because I mean, like even right here across the street at uh Good Samaritan Inn, I hear that they're knocking that down and putting stuff up. So, and they're, I mean, North of Armature, whatever those buildings are. So you're yeah. going to pretty soon have a lot of people living around you. Yeah.
1: We're, we're starting to feel it. I mean, even those office spaces at Union, I think Pfizer just uh, inked a deal with them to be in there. Yeah. We, had, we had an office come over and ask for a keg of coffee and a keg of beer to keep in their office. Yeah, um, There's people who live nearby that are just thankful that there's an, another brewery there. So when their friends come into town, they can kind of hop around right. and walk there. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's, when we found the location, uh, we didn't really knew it existed. We've driven by that building so many times. But then once we thought about it, we're like, yeah, exactly. There's so many new, um, homes being built, apartments being built that we're going to be somebody's neighborhood meeting spot. Um, that's and that's what for us. That's awesome. Plus that, that, that turn coming off. Oh yeah. Florida. There's just people all day, every day. Oh just yeah. Looking at our lights and our barrels and our tables out there. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great spot. I, I can see the future of that spot and I'm hoping Franklin does what we're talking about. And obviously, even though we're a little bit in, I still feel like we're on the beginning stages of where this could go and it's, it's just super exciting. Uh, well, I, I couldn't be happier for you guys. I think it's great what you're doing. I, I you know, I'm going to taste the product here in, in, a, in a second, <laughs> but uh, I wish you guys the best of luck. And I know you guys have been so busy giving me your time to come in and talk to me. Appreciate awesome. it, man. Yeah, All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Charlie. It was good having you in. Yes, sir. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>